says heavy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly, quantum speaks easy. Andrew connected the dots, and that's breezy. Show side, do flam dung, so come and see me. Feel it red, you know that never be me. Take another look like the AR. You can listen to the trade or you see AR. Yeah, the content must go far. You can live with the team, cause we raise the bar. It's just as hard. Twitter and YouTube don't get barred. Trophies are coming, so we fix the scars. Only when the season, the season's at large. I can't be without you. Going on, you're locked into the Shell Side podcast. I'm Kobna, and we are joined by Lero. Lero, what's going on? Yeah, man, all good, man. Good to be here. Um, busy, but yeah, I'm here, man. I'm representing you. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I can't, I can't complain too much. I mean, I could complain, but I won't because boy, what am I gonna do? Yes, what am I gonna do in it? Um, but I mean, a lot of people are gonna be wondering what's Lero doing beyond like coming from behind the decks and that to to <laughs> jump on the thing like do you know what I mean it's a bit like when Timberland decides to rap or when Babyface decides oh, to sing like, it, do you know bro. what I mean it's just allow like it. it's like oh, oh okay his piece is trying to drop bars now alright cool no I'll take the uh, Babyface I won't, yeah. I won't take Timberland please <laughs> so and, and the truth is like what, Lero is um is what I'd, I call a fair weather fan like when things are live He's, he's cool, he's about, isn't it? And when it's terrible, he decides, you know what, I've had enough of this Tottenham guys, I'm out. Right. And I should really commend him. It's 2023, so I really should commend him for protecting his, his mental health and his peace. But instead, I mock him. Um, and that probably means I'm part of the problem, isn't it? Mate, more than part of the problem. More than part of the problem. But <laughs> I'll be honest with you, there's nothing to cheer about at the moment, and I'm here. So, you know, and it's not even optimism why I'm here. I'm here. Like... I'm here to talk. I'm here to go through it. And probably, yeah, this is mental health for me as well. Staying away is one way to deal with yourself. Coming back and talking is another. So just look at it as mental health. You know, it's this... Um, it's, I'm going to try and be um, as accommodating as possible. Cool. Obviously, I feel like you're... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you're a wet fish. But... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna hold that against you. You're here, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um... There's a lot to get into because last episode, Jimmy and AB broke down transfer targets. They broke down who they'll keep and sell from the squad. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of mad comments made in that in that um, in that pod, um, which I found to be completely unacceptable. Um, I thought that the you know I think I think the idea that Madison might come in and do a, a David Bentley is. It's scary. Wow. Yeah, nah, bro. It's, it's scary. I hope they ain't jinxed us with that. I know. When they open him out and they start talking like that, they, and the thing is, they all thought it was jokes. They were both chuckling. I was like, this is not funny, bro. Every time we spend more, every time we spend more than five million on a player, right, yeah. he flops, bro. Yeah. He flops. Speak. Speak. It's, it's a madness, bro. Any, play, any player we buy, the only player we bought for any kind of significant money, he's turned out all right. Son. Mm. Bro, that's that's the list, you know. 
No, no, there's got to be one more. How much did we pray for Vertonghen? It wasn't massive, no. was it? No, it was like seven, nine mil, like somewhere around that. Okay, okay. Lamella pretty much was underwhelmed in his on his tag, right? Yeah. But he, I guess he became a cult figure, so I can give him that. But that's he didn't. Well, no, nah, man, we play, we're looking for a bell replacement. He didn't do that, man. No, so. he didn't. Nah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Reaching in it, that's how far we. Nah, yeah, exactly. You know? see, see what I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the only reason why I'm not so kind of upset about what they were saying is because my man is, yeah, he's far from a Bentley. I think he's had more proven years in the Premiership. And he's basically, he's a better player. Like, full stop better player all round. So I think it could only be the type of look that he has why they said that. Because this guy's an all round better player. And they really labelled him as a Champagne Charlie. Disgusting. Yeah, nah. Disgusting comments, bro. Disgusting comments. I won't take that. Um, yeah, but we'll, we forgive them for that, man. But there's a lot of stuff to get into ourselves. Um, and it's interesting because I... I guess I'm always looking to be... I like my optimism to be tempered, right? Because I, I go from feeling really optimistic about Tottenham um, by making... By my claims of... I think my since we've been doing the show side, I think my, my prediction finishes have been like third winning the league. <laughs> like, and it hasn't come to fruition. So... Um, I think it's good to bounce myself or someone like you who's miserable. Yeah, and, that's um, fine. I'll take that. And, and, and negative. And, <laughs> I'll take and, that as well. And, and a horrible, horrible, horrible Spurs fan. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to getting on the getting on the pod with you because, you know, I need to, I need to, sometimes I think you get easy rides in it. I'm not going to lie. Me? I feel like, yeah, I feel like nah, you get easy rides in yeah. I'm the realest guy and on for, this pod. And, this, and this is the thing, right? For people who don't know, like, Lyra is active in our group chat the voice notes are plenty come through right and they never they they only ever make me laugh but that laugh when just like you have a laugh or you cry kind of laugh do you <laughs> know what I mean it's not because man's trying to make me happy he says the things that make me look at Tottenham in the most dis- depressing fashion but we are at a, once again at the beginning of a new dawn right and just in we've heard everyone's opinions about and same thing oh, it's going to take us a while to, to get up to speed when it gets people playing attacking football blah 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 it's going to be fantastic yeah. Not dismissing it because it's not important, but I just feel like, you know, if you're listening to this pod, you've also probably listened to other pods in it. So I'm not going to insult your intelligence by going through the same old thing. But he had his first interview at Hotspur Way. Did you, did you manage to see that? Yeah, I did. I did. And how, how did that make you feel about his vibe? Um, do you know what? It just kind of uh, married the image that I've had of him and the other information that I've got about him. Yeah, it made it just married. He, he he said the right things. He said it in the right way. Um, he does seem like he carries some weight, and you know that was positive. You know, definitely, definitely was positive. But if I'm going to be honest, that's as much as I could take from that. All right, I, I hear that. Do you know what people? A lot of people talk about his attacking, attacking football. I thought it was interesting that the first thing he spoke about was winning things. Yeah, like Pochettino came in. He talked about reinstalling pride, right? Um, and then, you know, Mourinho spoke about spoke about taking the club to the next level. Um, Conte talked about fighting for important things. Yeah. Uh, Nuno regurgitated the whole proud thing. I thought it was interesting that this guy came in and spoke about the type of football we're going to play, and also not sacrificing that for winning. So in the past. People who people who don't who think that like I mean, football 
has been going for as long as social media has been going are idiots, right? Those are the people who tell you that, you know, they don't know that Tottenham have been known for playing good football for ages. Like, Tottenham staple for a very long time has been playing, like, we always had flair players, playing mm-hmm. top football yep. but having a soft underbelly. We'll, we'll bang in three beautiful goals and lose four three. Yep. Or we'll be up, like, 5-0 and then end up, like, you know, a nail-bite in 5-4 finish. Like, these are the kind of things that characterise Tottenham's behaviour, right? So when people talk about being Spursy, I just see it as just doing the hard way possible, right? Yeah. But Arsenal fans got hold of an urban dictionary because they don't spend enough time outside of real people and decided to, <laughs> to, to re-engineer it. But that's what I've always seen. So I thought it was really interesting for him saying that he wants to like win things whilst playing this kind of style, not to sacrifice it. He also mentioned not conceding goals. Now I'm going to ask you about it specifically, right? Yeah. You know, your, your experience and also when you, you, know, when you kick ball positions you played etc and you're passionate about the defence right yep. we've heard that about your rants about your favourite player die in the past we have now got a team <laughs> we've got a team and we'll get onto we'll get onto incomings later but we've got a team now which has not been which has not been known for having a good defence right and it's yeah. mad because some of these players were in the team when we had like the meanest defence in the league and then it's kind of yeah. like even though we had defensive coaches our defence has been weak this guy's now going to come in and be super attacking. Super attacking. Does that make you feel nervous about our defence? Um, I think with the current defence that we've got, yes. And do you know what? Uh, I wish Jay was here because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, him and AB went through uh, their thoughts of Ange and the tactics and, you know, talking about players that could be exposed and with the new system and an attacking that they shouldn't be in... Def- uh, they shouldn't be exposed as much because they shouldn't be defending as much on their own. You know, the system should kind of, you know, have a fail-safe for them, you know, help them a bit more so we won't be seeing them in their worst light, you know. And for me, I understand where he's coming from and you know what, I love Jay because he takes all the narratives, he sits down with them and he looks past them. He looks outside of it, right? And and I get that. And I understand why he kind of spoke about the English defence and playing a higher line and, um, you know, those guys like Maguire and stuff weren't being exposed as much. And, yeah, systems do do that. And, you know, you've got Man City who, who do the same thing. But the difference is, is, OK, when they're called upon, you know... When that system fails and now we have to defend, um, Rodri, those kind of guys, they make the difference. So instead of being like, oh, yeah, the system's failed nine times in ten games, I guarantee you they've won eight of those battles, you know? And that's the elitist side of it. And this is when I look at people like Dyer and stuff and saying, nah, mate, if the system's going to break because you've got flair players, fast players, teams that will play different tactics and will be able to break the system, will he be able to cover us? No, he won't. Like, maybe one out of ten, but that's not good enough. We need him nine out of ten. So, for me, I look at the system and I look at the players that we've got there and not just because of attributes, I think mentality... Uh, Mental well-being, I think people like Sanchez, he's finished at the club. Like, you know, he made yeah. love at the club, but mentally he's finished at the club. So even though he has got all the attributes and, yeah, maybe you'll you, you be able to train him to play in that position, I think he needs a fresh start. You know, I think uh, with Dyer in the side, 
for me, it's like the last of the old guard, and he's maybe one of the main reasons why the team drops deep. And every manager's t- spoken about it and said, "Oh, we've we've not instructed them to do that." But what the team does is, you know, try and compensate for people like Dyer. So really and truly, right now, yeah, I'm very nervous about us playing a high line, expecting the midfield to give our defence more protection and, you know, we only have to break and at sometimes when the system fails and then just make sure we win those, you know, even if we win seven out of those breaks, you know, we're doing really well. And I don't think we've got the players to do that. I don't think we do right now. I think um, I think that it's, it's going to be really interesting to see if this is a system that can be bigger than the sum of its parts. That's yeah. what I'm really excited to see. Yeah. And if that's if that's the case, then it's something that we can all buy into. But I I wonder also <coughs> excuse me. I wonder also, people have been speaking a lot about how it's gonna take time to adapt to his style of football. He's got clear ideas. Do you think he'll be given time? Um, how much time would you give him? Like do you are you willing? Uh, let me put it this way. Are you willing to commit solidly to three years of whatever this might look like in order to get what you think you... to get what he's shown at the end of it at, like, at Celtic? And that's not saying that Tottenham win the trouble after three years of Twitter, yeah. not. But have, <coughs> Excuse me. Have a clear, like... <laughs> I know it's in my throat. Um, have, have a clear, like, identity and a, and a fo- style of football that we can enjoy watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what? If I'm honest... Um... I think the fans are going to give him time, but it all depends on the manner of the wins and the defeats. You know, I think if you could see that we're there and thereabouts, and you know, because of the rebuild and maybe not being able to move on certain players, you know, we've lost it in areas due to you know these weaker players that we're we're trying to get rid of. But it's going to take more than one season to do it. I think they will give him a, a good length of time and a good crack at the whip regardless of not winning. But if we're getting trumped 4-0, 5-0, 4-0, 3-2, you know that massive defeats for the first half of this season, yeah. I mean, there'll be there'll be guys that will be like, you know, come on, guys, yeah, let's just stick with it. You know, we can't keep chopping and changing. And I just think they'll go against, they're going against the narrative because really and truly in their heart of hearts, they'll be quaking. They'll be like, well, you know what? We could be saying this, and then if we have another kind of half a season like this, it's relegation. And I spoke about relegation, and none of you guys are prepared for us to be relegated. So, really and truly, how long will you give this guy? You know what? I I personally, we gave, like, Conte a couple years, and he played a title of football that we didn't enjoy. Or we thought it would be okay if we meant that we could win. We didn't win. And so he, he took two years, yeah. right? I'm happy to give and two years, whatever that might look like. Yeah. Like, regardless of manner of defeats. Like, all I want is there to be a clear identity, right? Yeah. And that takes time to develop. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy for, like, two years, just be like, look, just do your thing, man. And as that, as that time's going, like, removing certain people coming back in. Because, look, we've all seen... When good coaches are given time, they can produce. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They can produce when good play, when good coaches are given time, they can produce. And if if he's supported in a way within our means and stuff, obviously, um, he's supported in a way in which he wants to be supported. 
then I don't think there's any reason why he can't get that time and why we can't why he can't achieve achieve um, good things. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this style looks like. I'm really looking forward to how attacking and aggressive will be. That stuff is what I want to see. I want to be able to go to the lane and be like on my feet the whole time, seeing Chris passing, yeah. like getting taking the game to the opposition, not just sitting back and waiting for something bad to happen. Like, like I just want to take ownership of that or what happens on the pitch and. That's really, um, that's really exciting for me. That's what I, that's really what I want to see. I guess um, a big part of how we shape up moving forward. Well, maybe not even a big part, but Kane is still an issue. Yeah. Um, we don't know if he's staying or going. Recent contact from Bayern. I mean, I think I'm at a stage now where and I said it before that I'm happy for Kane to go if he wants to go. Like. I know how much he means to the club and he's the greatest player in our history. I think even now, Kane is still massively underrated. I think people don't understand like his ability as a creator. They don't understand how much he brings to our team. If you don't support Spurs, it's very easy to think, you know, he bangs in goals and, and that's it. But you look at players around the, uh, in the time which you watch in Premier League, there have been players who all they do is bang goals and they didn't do much else, right? Yeah. I remember Kevin Spin- Kevin Phillips scoring 30 goals in a season. Yeah. I remember that. He didn't do nothing else. No. He didn't do nothing else. But box. yeah, but but a great but a great goal scorer for that for that for that season. We've seen people come and go. Yeah. Like they, they they do he's been consistently banging goals for 10 years. It's nuts. If he if he decides that right now is the time for him to go, him going to Bayern to me wouldn't be the end of the world. I say you send him on a, on a, to Bayern on a two-year contract. He goes and wins everything he can. Come back to Tottenham another two years. Breaks the goal the goal scoring record. And then you know maybe two weeks later, Haaland will break it. Like that's just life. Yeah. But at least at, at least he would have he would have <laughs> earned that title. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm happy to do that. I don't know about you, man, but I feel like I could, he could go and I I wouldn't be happy to see him go. Don't even say don't even say he would be happy, be happy. But I'm prepared for it for sure. You know what it is? I think for me, uh, I'm torn, right? Because obviously, as you said, we know what he brings to us. We we know how good he is and we we know that he's underrated. But for me, I'm kind of excited to, for him to go somewhere else and prove it to the rest of the world. For me... Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that take before. That's interesting. But that's how I feel about it. It's like yeah. I'm torn. I was like, of course I want to keep him. But you know what? If we can get a decent amount of money for him... I get to see one of my favourite players that people are like, no, it's Harry Kane and they don't rate him enough. Let him go to another club and do the thing and now let's talk about Kane because he will always be my Kane. So no matter where he goes, he'll be my Kane. So no one can't chat to me about my man and then he go abroad and then prove to the world that like he's shotty, that nah. That for me would make me happy in a way. I'm not even going to lie. It really, really would make me happy. So... It's like I'm torn because, of course, I don't want him to leave Spurs. I didn't want Bell to leave, you know. But I really want him to kind of see out his potential. And if it means going somewhere else and doing that and getting world recognition, I think he's a nice enough guy. I think, you know, he's everything that's right about the game. So why not? No, and that's the thing, man. I feel... That people are talking about, like, oh, you know, if we sell it, we should sell Kane. How are we gonna, how are we gonna rebuild? With the whole thing focused around him, etc. Like, the system that Pozzacogli is trying to play 
it doesn't even work with like a a drop deep type striker that Kane is, right? But Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. So whatever it is, you find a way to make it work. That's just how it works. That's how it is. And he will but make he, it work, right? And he will and make it work. He will, he will make it work. Exactly. He's a football ingenious, man. Yeah. Like, he will make it work. But let's not pretend that the system is going to be built to do him. So if if he's going to go, perhaps this is this is the right time, man. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll end up seeing the best of Richarlison. Someone who can run in behind and um, run in behind, pull, and pull defences this way, that way. Kane does it completely differently, you know. Yeah. His intelligence of movement, his passing range, all that kind of stuff. And then maybe Richardson presents a different proposition, like he does for like he does for Brazil. Yeah. Maybe that's the way in which we do it. So, um, I think it's I think I think I think it's uh, um, I think it's it's pretty much how we should um, how should we be approaching it. And I'm happy I'm happy to be exploring that like that potential. You know, next phase, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not. It's not what I want, but if it's gonna happen. Well, I've I've seen I've seen Lenny King retire. I've seen Bale leave. I've seen Modric leave. I've seen Babsov leave. I've seen Carrick leave. I've seen Nemele leave. These are all players that I've absolutely loved and adored. And Kane, love and adore, respect him. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. And if he needs to go, he can go. I won't die. I'm not saying I'll be happy about it. But I'm not gonna die. No. So you won't. So I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. But we have. There are a bunch of like uh, incomings um, that we have to consider for sure, um, and some of them I think drive a lot of excitement, right? So we touched on Madison already. Lucario yeah. as a as a goalkeeper, I I've been looking into him since we signed him. I'm not going to pretend like I knew anything about him before because yeah. I didn't. Um, what have you What have you found about Lucario? What, what have you liked, Sam? Um, you know, it's funny, right? Because there's similarities between him and Larice. That cat-like reflexes. You know, not some goalkeepers don't look like a cat. They just, you know, like um, I don't know the Smichaels of the world, and it, and you know they were just precise with what they was doing, and they got there. They was powerful. Whereas this guy looks like a cat, you know, and that reminds me of Larice. I mean, I'm just hoping he's a real goalkeeper, and when I say that, I mean mentally. Strong, intelligent, fast, and meaning that he can adapt. Because I feel that there's a few things that I see him doing um, at the moment that I think, do you know what? Maybe thinking with an old Spurs cap on, I just know it won't suit us. Because those punch outs and, you know, those kind of things will always fall to the opposition and then they get another chance, right? So Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking with that hat on, I'm hoping that... Yeah, maybe he can adapt his game, work on his catching, be uh, dominant of his box when it comes to claiming, you know. And But I feel that he'll be intelligent enough to know where he needs to adapt his game and I don't think it's going to be a problem, you know. I think some goalkeepers, when you try and change or tweak them, they lose all their confidence and they're not the goalkeeper they were before, you know. Yeah. And I'm hoping he's not that, so... I mean, looking at him, he looks like a good goalkeeper. He's got reflexes, you know, he's got a bit of speed about him. And, yeah, from what we've seen, he could kick the ball with his feet. And you just... All all we could do is hope, right? So... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, with him, I'm just hoping that, you know, he has the right kind of run of games, the confidence is there. And even if he has a dip, he started his career really well. And that's not just based on him. You know, he needs to know that he's got defenders other than Romero, that are going to die for him. They're going to 
put himself in front of that ball and, you know, stop you shooting. And I think that's important for goalkeepers as well. And maybe that's why we've had a problem in goal for a while. Yeah, Luis has been declining, but he didn't have die for him defenders in front of him, man. Like, what, one? One. Yeah, that is true. I think, I think what's interesting about him also is that we're currently in a stage where he... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, like I think he's he's got to like, evolve in his approach, right? Like he's currently like parries the ball a lot, um, which always makes me nervous. Keepers yeah. who parry the ball make me really nervous, man. They do. Um, but aside from that, like reflexes, we've seen great stuff about you know how he he shot stops and the reflexes that go you know that have impressed in such a way. There have been questions over like how he uses the ball his feet, but because that's such an integral part of how Podzakogu plays, like I'm willing to believe that he's shown instances that he can be good at that, especially because Empoli like they don't play a possession based football. They're like you know fighting relegation, like they're not. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they're going to be trying to pay their way out. Plus, Pozzacogli found a way to make it work with Joe Hart, right? And Joe Hart, got, got, they got rid of him swiftly when Pep came in because he can't use the ball his feet. Yeah. So he managed to get it done with him. So, I mean, he's obviously a different proposition to Raya and they spoke about that in the last pod. So I'm not going to go over that again. But yeah. ultimately, I want... I just want to feel safe, right, with my keyboard. That's it. Like, the best thing about having the Reese is that for a very long time, we never had to worry about our, our like, do you know what I mean? We never yeah. had to worry about it. And that is such a luxury. It's such a luxury. Like, yeah, he, he could do a madness once in a while, but it was just actually quite rare. Yeah, yeah. It was quite rare. Unless it's a World Cup final, he doesn't really do the mad thing. Right? <laughs> so, so, and even then, his team can still go on to win 4-1. So, I feel like, I, I feel like I was very comfortable with him. And I really hope Lloris gets the send-off that he deserves. I really hope he gets the testimonial and that kind of stuff. And then goes and takes a massive contract in Saudi Arabia for turning down PSG the amount of times he did when he could have gone there. So yeah, yeah, true. It's true. Um, that's how I feel about. That's how, that's how I feel about the whole the whole goalkeeping situation. Okay, but so there's there's another side of this, right? So we would think with a new manager and you know a new style of play. They're bringing in a goalkeeper. Now, surely he's done his homework. You know, they've got inside scoops that we haven't got. So, surely, if they've brought this goalkeeper in to play Angie's system, surely they've done their homework and he could do this. It's not a problem, right? And that's the kind yeah. of thing I'm relying on, you know? Yeah, it has to be, man. It has to be. Like, we've taken this whole new data-driven approach and we are constantly talking about how there are other clubs who... Look, we're not going to spend money like Man City, we're not going to spend money like Chelsea, we're not going to spend money like Man United. So what's the best thing, next best thing to do? Take the money ball approach and look at the data of what we want our players to do and you can do it, right? Brighton do it really well. Um, Brentford do it really well. Like, oh, let's do it. So we're not doing it and we have to trust that if we're not going to spend 40 million on Raya, then we need to be able to think that, we need to be confident that it's 19 million and spend on Vicaro is a good amount of money. Yeah. We were coming out and just being like, oh, it's not good with feet, not good with feet. And the analysts who have looked at that, and there's a manager who signed off who wants to play a goalkeeper to be able to play with his feet. So I'm not saying I'm going to see him doing the badger of seven on the goal line, but I want him to be able to be comfortable with those short passes. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He should, that's it. He should, he should. If you need to, exactly. If you need to ping, if you need to ping one to the wing, yeah. you know what I mean. I just want it to. I want it to drop on the player's chest, not go into Rosette like we've seen in the past. So yeah, yeah. if that if that can if that can happen, that's a massive improvement, guys. It is, and this is a, this is the team that's going to have to adapt to a new style of 
or playing all that. Um, we just signed Mana Solomon, right? Yeah. Tottenham's obsession with wingers is mad to me, bro. It's yeah. mad. We've always had it. That's the We're problem. crying for a centre back. Yeah. And you might have got to sign a winger. But it might just be shrewd business. Yeah. This guy was injured on the first day, the first game of the season last season. Then he rehabbed. By the time he came back in, he had an amazing end to the season. Played, I think he scored four goals in the last six games, something like that. Okay. A tricky winger, like comfortable to cut inside and get a shot off. Like We've had this tricky winger thing a few times, right? Yeah. We had it with Lucas. We then we, then when he was injured, we got in um, Dungeon to like to to do to play that role for a bit. We could it could have been Brian Hill, but they sent him off on loan to Seville, but he went off and won more silverware outside of being a Tottenham player. Like I don't know, man. I feel like this is a it could be sensible to get someone that's on a free and then shot him later. Cool. Uh, I'm unconvinced by him. I must say. I feel he's he could be quite limited, but I don't know much about him. And if Ange can thinks he can do something with him, then you've got to you've got to believe in that. But I don't know. It didn't really excite me. Um, yeah, no, I I, I I get where you're coming from. I looked at him and I, I kind of didn't know what to make of it. And then I started thinking about the portions that our wingers have played in. Now people like Lucas, we're expecting him to run like. Nearly, nearly three quarters of the pitch, right? Mm. Whereas I'm thinking with this system and the way that I've seen him play, if he's working in the last third, it should be good. If he if he could do and produce the skills that he, I've seen, it should be good, right? Because what the system wants you to do is be able to take on your man. Because if you could mm. take on your man and beat your man, then you're putting people out of position, Right? And that mm. means that your team's totally in trouble because we're already flooding that half. You've, you've, a man's been beaten, so you've beaten your man. Another man has to come over to take, you know, to pick you up. That leaves space for someone else. The only kind of problem that I've seen with him is that he's quite young, so his decision-making doesn't seem totally great when it's not on for him. It's like he's how, still... How young? Like, he's, he's turning 24... He's turning 24 in, like, a matter of days, right? Like, I just feel like this idea of people being quite young, I don't know, maybe it's hard to judge because you have people, like, you know, Mbappe doing what they're doing. But yeah. it's like, you also, I also feel that players are getting opportunities earlier. Yeah. So what used to be considered young, to me, is just not young anymore, man. Well, I don't mean in age. I mean in mentality and in experience, okay. right? So. All right. It's like, where have you played? People like Mbappe are special. Like, you know, you could put them from the park onto an international pitch. And I think you do. he does that a couple of times and he works out the game very quickly. You know, I think, you know, this young man, um, or not so young, um, Solomon, he, he's probably not been in the right kind of environments enough with the right type of players to propel you know his learning you know and mm -hmm. I think he makes as I said I've seen a couple of times where he's trying to force the move instead of you know what older players do with the legs when they can't bother to run they would find that right pass right whereas I think yeah. he's got the energy that he thinks oh you know I can still make this happen and sometimes it'll work but I think when you're smart enough to see that 
oh no, let me lay off this ball, go on the overlap, find a space, you know, you become more of an effective player. So I'm hoping, another hope, big hope, that being around the right kind of players, environment, uh, mindset, will mean that, you know, he knows that he can pop the ball off and get it back and he doesn't have to do it all alone and, you know, do those things in a key area. Because if it means you beat your man and you draw two, then there's space somewhere on the pitch, right? And if you can't beat the third, then you should be passing that ball because if you're not, then you're killing our opportunities and that must be drilled into him, you know? And yeah, not yeah. to take away, you know, his craft because that's why you're getting him because of his craft, but just make the right decision. So it's just another one I hope, I hope, you know, I hope for. Yeah, we'll just have to see, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm very much like unconvinced. But you know, we'll, 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 we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, like he feels like he doesn't straight away improve our first eleven. Yeah, that's my, that's my issue. Like the two signings that we've had so far, they've gone straight. They are first eleven signings. Yeah, and and that excites me. Like, I want, I want all of our. I want all of our um, our signings season to be like first first eleven signings, but they can't. I guess maybe well, clearly he's. I don't think he's going to be, but we'll see. He maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe he proves me wrong. I hope he proves you wrong because I, you know, yeah. as we we're saying, if we're going data driven and thinking about uh, max spend, we're gonna have to take risks on these types of players. And I'm not saying there isn't, you know, well these are free, right? So if we could have got someone for five, six, seven, nine million that we was taking the risk on, I think people would have probably been, and look, I say they've probably been happier, but there's probably other players that you could say, well, maybe, like, even down to Dan Juma, you would have probably yeah. given him, like, said, oh, there's more guarantees with Dan Juma than this guy, but you just never know, man. Like, we, I think we have to take a risk, another free, you know, it's not a bad risk to take. So let's hope that he can surprise us. Let's hope so. Let's hope so indeed. Let's hope so indeed. So Longley, it's, there's there's chat of us trying to make a deal permanent. How do you feel about that? No. Like the pup had to start at some at some point, right? I mean, I thought if I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought you was gonna come on the pod and you was gonna talk to me about Daniel Levy and how well he's been doing and the team's been doing well when we should celebrate. And I'm gonna I was gonna be like, well, you know, you don't clap every time you get milk out of a cow. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, people don't people don't give you a trophy every time you read your daughter a story. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So for me, like Daniel Levy's finally kind of doing what he's meant to do, and he still hasn't. He still hasn't done a whole, you know, preseason. We could turn around and say, "Well, oh, you know what? That's the first preseason you've done what you're meant to do." I'm not going to give you a clap, but you know what? You run a football club, and this is the standard. So for me, boy, like if the long leg deal gets done, mate, there's another marker against his name because for me, no, 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 no. Like, so they're saying it's like 12, it's like 12, um, 12 mil. Like no. me personally, so me, me personally, I, I don't feel like that's a justification because if it's, you don't spend 12 mil on him and someone said, oh, like, add that money to one of the other targets that we've been linked to, why not? We already know what this guy is about. Yeah. I don't really feel like he's up to much. So no. I'm happy to just like, just pass, we've had the, we've had the experience, right? We've yeah. had the lonely experience. It wasn't, there wasn't much going on. But then also, we also have to trust the manager to a certain extent. If, if he's going to be paying in a different way, remember, 
Longley went from playing at Sevilla to um, to playing at Barcelona, where it's possession based football. Yeah. And supposedly he looked good there, right? With us, we weren't playing possession based football. So it was very, I guess it was very like back to the walls, your defender. Yeah. It was a bit of a madness, really. If that system is different, perhaps he performs better. Like maybe he's better suited for this for this um, for this role. Maybe that's something we have to consider. You, no, you're right. Yeah, but we gotta also ramp up to that, right? You don't just go from uh, Spurs possession to City possession because you've changed your style of play. Now, for me, and this is why I'm saying things like those breakaways where you've got those top players that, okay, you're going for a one-on-one run or you play a triangle pass and you beat someone and they've got the recovery to kind of clean that up. So, you know, you're not, every time you break our line, you're scoring. For me, I feel like Longley won't give us that. So instead of going that way about it and kind of painting a picture like we've been playing this possession-based football for four years and we could sit him in there and we know that we know how to cover him and all the rest of it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we need to give, well, get someone in there with better attributes that can cope with the breaks and things like that. Not just, oh yeah, he's played for a a possession-based side and he was better before. Because for me, I'm not feeling that, you know. I mean, I'm feeling, sorry, to jump back, when you were talking about Apostle the one thing I didn't say is that his... His confidence is strange to me, right? It's really yeah. strange. And it obviously, it has to do with the way... It's like he's got six weeks. He's talking about winning and he totally believes in his system, but it doesn't feel like it's a false belief. So, okay, yeah, putting Longley in that position of expecting it to work with his confidence, hmm, maybe, but I don't think so. I think we need to get more astute defenders ones that can break out of the system and just do something special for us, like catch someone up or know how to read the game, be strong enough to to take a block. You know, just do those type of things. You know, and I don't think Longley's that guy. I, I, don't, I don't think he's that guy, but I also feel like I could be proven wrong and I'm, and I'm okay for that to happen. I guess um, one of the centre-backs we've been, we're currently in talks with is uh, Mickey van der Ven. Yeah. Um, he's currently playing at Wolfsburg. Uh, he's a less less footed um, centre back. I don't want to say he's left sided, but he's left footed centre back, um, which is obviously a um, a rare commodity mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, he's good with the ball at the feet, so I've heard. Yeah. Um, he's good in the air. Um, is that six foot what three? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so his value they're saying at the moment is around 30, 30 mil um, I guess it's hard because sometimes as a Tottenham fan you just almost get excited about getting anyone who's not in your team already yeah. like anyone who, anyone you get linked to you're like yeah yeah get me get me get me and halfway through the season you're like this, is, this, guy's, this guy's trash Yeah. this guy's trash never won him anyway he's garbage you know what I mean Yeah. so it's like there is there there is some balance to be struck, but he is he is someone who has presence. Him being Dutch, um, and being scored in that table, in that way of football, like to me that counts for something. Yeah, it does. It counts for something. Um, and when you look at the the steam of which he's held, 
Yeah, that's a really positive thing, and so it's something, something definitely something to get excited about. I think I'd, I'd be happy for us to instead of be looking to to spend twelve mil longly, like put that money towards securing him, and also you know Tapsoba, who we've we've mentioned already. Like him to me, Tapsoba is a is a great option. Like I think he's my number one um, centre back target. Right, he's someone who can carry the ball out, is very good with his passes going forward. Yeah. Um, he's someone who wins wins duels. Um, he, he, I think he'd be such a good, like to have those two yeah. as a centre-back partnership would be fantastic. I'm not saying Romero's not going to play or whatever because, um, you know, there's also, there's, there's also a good player that I think, I think he didn't have a good season last season, but, there's definitely a good player in, in Romero, so I've seen how he 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 works there. But having those three as a centre back core would be fantastic. It would be absolutely fantastic. And if someone tells me that we can't go and buy Taps over because um because we spend too much money on Mickey Vanderman and Longley, I'll be very, very pissed. Nah, it can't work like that. Do you know what? For me, it doesn't work with one, it's gotta be the two, right? And I think you buy Taps over you loan Van de, uh, Van de Ven um, with the option to buy and, you you know, you drop a decent change on them. If you're going to pay 12 for Longley, like, mm. you know that definitely you've got 12 to give, right? So mm. even if you go in at 18 or 20 and say, yo, you know what, we'll pay you 10 now. Uh, I don't even know if it's 10 at the end of the loan, but 10 now. And if we, you know, pick up the option... Or even 15 now. Let's give them 15 now. Pick up the option, 30 straight with add-ons. Mate, Yeah, yeah. if, if yeah. he does well enough, we're not going to cry about that. So for me, I don't think you get one without the other. I think me personally, if you want to kind of uh, make a mark and give the manager something, you get both of them. That's it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make a real statement, then yes. I mean, based on the stats, like Tapsoba is a better... Is a better... Um, is a better centre back, yeah. but we always have to bear in mind that he's older. You know, he's got he's he's twenty four. Um, Van der Ven is twenty two, mm-hmm. but like his pass completion rate um, is is massive. Like, but by, also Leverkusen play a dif- different style. Yeah, right. They play a different style. They play a possession based um, um, game. So maybe that's part of it. His forward passing accuracy is higher than Van der Ven's. Um, Progressive passes, he makes a lot of progressive passes a game, like 90, 90 a game, which is like, it's, it's, I'm sorry, his percentage is at, is at 90 for his completion for progressive passes. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. But he also but he also wins his duels, man. He wins like 50% of his duels. You know, he carries the ball. They both carry the ball really, really well. Yeah. So, to me, I, I agree. I think we have to go for both if we want to show some real intent. And I think Daniel Levy is under a lot of pressure, and I think he's got to make some of the he's got to make some of these changes if if people are going to change the way in which uh, they perceive him. Um, and I think it matters, right? Because as much as I I don't think any of us are going to I don't think any of us are going to push Daniel Levy out of Tottenham. I don't think any of us are. I don't think much can be done or that kind of stuff. Like that's just me. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being too defeatist or whatever it is. 
But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Because if you any of us with Daniel Levy, we're not going to sell a club because some fans are moaning. That's no, going to happen. No, but what, what exactly? But what he exactly? But what? But what he does need to do is to find a way to bring positivity because that's going to make his life more enjoyable. It's going to make the team more enjoyable. All that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like, to me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I think part of that was would be to bring in both those centre backs. Everyone will. I think a lot of it'll be, it'll be rare. That you'll find a Tottenham fan who was aware of Tapsoba before we were linked with him. No, so you can't say that we've been tracking him for ages and they really want him. Yeah. No, they can't really say that. But now he's been made, now he's been, he's been made aware. He's a player that we're on. We want to get it done and see what happens, man. Because Madison got done swiftly. Vicario got done after being linked with um, Raya for a while, right? Um, Solomon, I guess it's not that hard because it's a, it's a free agent. I guess it's, I guess it was a straightforward. Um, deals make if Van der Ven and Top Sober come in to me that would be on paper at least and we've all been there like I remember when people were very gassed about the Conte window and mate that was not good so to me Top Sober getting Top Sober and Van der Ven in both of them in that would be really good to me in fact to the point where if we don't get anyone else other than those two yeah we can make I wouldn't it work. be, I, yeah, I, I would be quite happy with that window. We can make it work. And do you know what? I think the most important thing for me as a player is I don't want to bring in Tapsoba and we've got like a semi good team and then it gets let down at left centre back or left back. And then you're looking around and you're like, oh, man, I can't win things with this guy in the team. And he's just come. You know, like, I want the players that have just come, like we get rid of the rubbish, they just come and they look around and say, no, my man's a baller, you know. He's a bully. You know what, we could do something. And if everyone believes and feels like that and they're comfortable and trust the man with a ball, then we've got to see positive football. Do you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, yeah. for me, outside of everything else, is probably one of the most important things because they're human beings and I know they're getting paid, but you know they look around and change them and they're like, nah, man, my man's dead, bro. Like, he's a nice guy, but he's not... Yeah, no, I can't give him a ball like this in this situation. I can't rely on him. Or And I think Romero's head went because of things like that. He's trying to do more than he can or than he should because he just wants to get things going. He's just like, mate, I'm not going to be on the pitch where they're booing Sanchez and this, and we're dead. Like, let me try and make something happen. Then lose his head and then, boom, sent off. So, for me, the, the more kind of on a level baller that you've got around you, it's just going to up your game and, and enjoy it, um, raise your enjoyment. And that means you're going to love the club more. And we're going to have yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, that's true. The vibes are very different that way. Yeah, 100. The vibes are very, very different that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess for, for me, like, it's been, the appointment of Postacogli has made me realise how turgid and depressing football has been since Posh left. Like, yep. it's been trying to grab hold of, like, any small bit of, like, positivity. And now this feels like a truly blank slate. We're not going to get the full rebuild we want because it's just impossible to sell that many players for them to come yep. in. Yep. Sanchez has been linked with Galatasaray. And to be honest, like you said earlier, hope he, hope he goes and starts again because yep. the fan base and what they've experienced has not been, has not been great. Um... And uh, I hope he, I hope he can, you know, start fresh. I hope Luis goes and and starts afresh. Like these are all people that I really hope that success comes their way. Um, but then there are people who are returning, right? 
from their loan spells, who on paper look like they could do a job in the system, right? Yeah. I don't really know. I still don't know what's this, look, what Lacelso excels at. But as an eight, as an eight who can get forward, up and down, to me, I feel like he's got the attributes there to do that successfully. We all would love to see an Ndombele like, like complete turnaround. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I personally think that he would be great to bring on 20 minutes left in the game. Every 20 minutes. Like Guti, I know people who listen to this podcast think I'm obsessed with Guti, but if he comes on, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> this cough is horrible, sorry. Um, if he comes on 20 minutes to go every game, doesn't madness. Then we don't have to worry about people talking to him about how he doesn't track back enough. He's only there for twenty minutes. He's only there for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like if if we can't if we can't find a buyer, right? I would make that his specialist role. I would sit and be like, listen, if you want to play every game, yeah, you track back, you play for this team. If you're not going to do that, you're still very talented. I'll put you on last 10, 15 minutes of any game, and you go and do a madness. And that might be what you that might be what you bring to the table. Who knows, man? Yeah, yeah. But if, if that's if the, I think to say that he's just not gonna play a role and that would be very, very disappointing. It could happen, but it'd be very, very disappointing. Yeah. You've got players like you've got players like Spence who've got to come back and make a deal. Like those guys in their pod um just put down Poro and Royal as the the right backs of the team. People forget that Spence, I know it was the championship, but he was still very rated highly for his one on one defending. I'll take a chance on him. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, people, people just think he's just a winger, right? Yeah. Everyone, everyone talks about how bad, how Poro is only good going forward and you just going back. Spence has shown that he does both well yeah. in England. Yeah. In England. Not the same level because he wasn't playing Premier League, but in England he's shown he can do it. So therefore, I don't see why he's, he's, he's being a forgotten man. I think that he could, have a, he could have a massive impact on the season. Also, inverted wing is something that he's done. He's done inverted fullback is something that he's done well. So Yeah, and, and Royal could... Uh, he could hold a centre-back position. You know, like, I'm confident enough. I don't want to see him there week in, week out, but I feel that we could have three of them in the squad and know that we could use uh, Emerson there, you know, so shuffle him in and then, you know, you've got the two of them to fight for that position when needed. Like, so for me, I think you're right. You know, there's other guys, like... Who did we have? Yadi's written down, let me see. Oh, Regalon. <clears throat> Mate, he's died a sorry death since he's left us. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Died yeah. A, and I don't, I think with his illness and all the rest, I don't know if he's got it left, but he's not one of the players I want to take a risk on. So I'll take a risk on Ndombele, Lacelso, see you later. Um, who else have we got? You said Spence, uh, Jill. He's another one I'm not sure about. I just, yeah, I don't think. He's got the strength for our game. Not yet. I honestly don't think... I think he's got all the talent in the world. He's not going to get that. He's not going to get that, like, chilling in Spain, though. Like, no. he needs to get that in the... He needs to get that by playing... The, okay, fine. If, you're gonna, if, they, if they've loaned him like out again to a La Liga side... Like, he might as well sell him. Uh, yeah. He might as well sell him. He might as well sell him, man. You know, he, he might as well sell him. There's no point. He needs to go to... Uh, a Luton... I don't even think of Nottingham Forest because I think their squad's full of pure athletes. Well, you know what? That might actually work. They might actually want to play a different style of ball and he could start threading stuff. But for me, I just think he either comes back 
And he has the mentality, and I think it's all about him as well. If he decides that, right, you know what, there's other players that have not been very big and all the rest of it in this, and have thrived in this league, I can do it too. Then I think, and the manager gives him that, listen, I believe in you, and, you know, he really believes that. I think we could see something special. But then, do you keep him and Ndombele, or do you let one of them go? Do you know what I mean? Unknown. Well, very, very, very different, very different players, though. very, very different styles in very different things, and I guess you have to look at when we get when we are light in any one position, like our midfielders now, central midfielders. When you look at if you include Ndombele and Le Celso, you then got Saar, you got Skip, you got Hobier, you got Benton Tuko, you've got Madison. Like those are seven players that off the top of my head I'm probably forgotten, forgetting someone who will be competing for. You know, I, I think Basuma, sorry, that's eight. So there's only two really that can play, I think, that that sixth role. Three, I think, can play that sixth role. Um, Bendoncourt, Basuma, Hoibier. Oh, no, four. Hoibier and, um, and Skip. And then the eight roles belong to Madison, Bendoncourt, Saar. And Nombele, if he's gonna if he's gonna turn things around, the Celso he's gonna turn things around. Like so, but I guess you need to you need to look at where you want these people to function, right? And how committed they are, and how passionate you are, and your belief that they can do it. Like you look at someone like Sessignon, right? Sessignon, he's been linked with Nottingham Forest. We are probably not gonna make anywhere near the money we spent out him. But this guy looks so sad for so long. If he needs to go, he needs to go, man. Yeah, it's that time. You have to because it's. Wow, he's. It's been tough, man. It's been tough watching someone like that, like experience, that kind of decline, injuries. It's just been long for him, man. And a fresh start would do him good, but the other players who I'm just like, nah, fresh start's not for you. You need to grind out at Tottenham and try and make something happen because we. There's a level of faith that's been putting people like this also, and and. And I know the manager that they signed for disappeared like right away. I get that. I get that. And that matters. But they're professionals, man. They're professionals. And they've made it work with other, with other managers. Um, and hopefully they can find a way to, to make it work. Make it work at Tottenham. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's all that's on my list, man. Was there anything else you wanted to pull up? Whether I covered it all? Because... Um, I personally think, I personally think, this season could be the best in the past like five, six years, because we are we're starting from zero, man. We're playing with like house money, but like I feel like we're in a space now where we are given time for managers to experience new things. We don't really have as much pressure. On him as, you know, some of the other, like, people like Mourinho and Conte, they come with a lot of pressure, man. They've won wherever they've been. Mm. With this guy, yes, he's won everywhere he's been. Don't get me wrong, right? But I think there's going to be some time for him to, 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 to really, you know, I would have loved, actually. I would have loved for him to have come this season before last, right? Yeah. Before, before Conte went a bit mad. Because then you had Chelsea, firmly in transition, not knowing what they're doing. I think Poch... I wouldn't be surprised if Poch doesn't madness at Chelsea. I wouldn't be. He's got world-class players and they're all like 12. And that's how, that's how he likes it, right? So <laughs> there's, there's, there's that. You know, Arsenal, obviously, 
should they get they should get stronger. They've made some street signings and Timba and Rice coming in. That's not going to be a joke to a side that worked very well last season. Man City, uh, if they if they if they do go and sign De Jong for example, like and also they're already a world machine, right? They know how to win. Um, Liverpool have made some smart signs already, so it's like us having a transition period when these guys are have had theirs and that looked like their bands are through, is a bit dangerous. But it is what it is, man. Um, I'm still I still feel optimistic about the season. Yeah. And until I get proven otherwise, I'm happy to ride with that wave. Yeah. No, and I hear you. I, I mean, for me, I just hope that uh, the type of games that we're playing, you know, no European games, the type of players that we bring in. I think the manager's the real deal and I hope he can get his message across. So I just think if we play it game by game and you know Spurs, right? If we win the games we're meant to win and then battle and win the games that, you know, are 50-50 or we're not meant to win like the Man Cities, then we're in with a shout, you know. Um, and for me, it's yeah, it's not uh, anything more than a top four at a cup. That's all I want, you know. Um, and even if we get top four and no cup, I think I'll be happy and I think it's a successful season because obviously he's a bit of an unknown quantity in the Premiership. But I, I think this guy's serious and I don't think he's come here to be a passenger, mate, to nobody, you know. And I think he'll make the hard decisions where the hard decisions need to be made. So, uh, and I think this is why it's very important that he gets out those old pillars like Dyer and that because I think they will be just like many other managers they'll be the downfall you know he's they've been able to down tools in a way but it doesn't look like Chelsea you get what I'm saying so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm optimistic but what I'm what optimistic. you heard you know you heard that you heard that yeah but, but optimism is rubbed off a lira yeah I love to I've inspired him I've inspired him <laughs> like you know real talk uh, Lero told me one time when he was um, when he was pouring his heart he told me that I'm actually his idol and uh, <laughs> when he said that to me I was touched I was touched but I didn't think he'd actually admit it like on the pod and here he is man and so I just want to say, say no way Lero, I'm going to cover that up. with interference don't worry <laughs> <laughs> alright cool Lero listen I appreciate you jumping on behind the mic with me man to no chop this up I think Look, we're going to be coming, um, coming to you as many uh, as many episodes as we can as things build up, as transfers come in, um, and and yeah, we get close to these preseason started. Um, so a couple of videos out, so have a look at those and see how the, your favourite players are performing or failing to perform. There's still going to be a lot of shakeups. I reckon we're going to get a few um, a few outgoings um, in the coming weeks. I think Sanchez might go. I think I think Tanganga might go. I can see Session Young going. You know, it's a time for more change and excitement at, uh, at Tottenham Hotspur. But, you know, we'll take it, man. We'll take it. So, listen, you know where to find us. And we appreciate you for listening. Um, and if you are around to give us a review, please do. Five stars only because we don't give you five-star content. Um, Lero, once again, thank you. Um, and we'll be back on in your ear holes soon. So, until then, Lero, please run the outro. Keep it without you.